This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 931 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network. Christy Landweir and Julie Goodnight from the Certified Horsemanship Association join the Hit'em crew to offer some great tips on creating more responsive canter transitions, fixing lead-lazy horses, and cantering work for trail horses. And we'll get right to our tip after this shopping tip from EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Glenn here, and I am talking with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with the product of the week. Hey, Glenn, and you know what? Everybody is shedding now. You know, my horses are black and white, gypsies, mostly white, and I look like a polar bear when I come out (laughs) from brooming him these days. And um, so I was thinking that I should feature a shedding blade, and I found one that was very unique. It's the Gruma Opening Shedding Blade. And there's two things that I found that makes this uh, this pretty unique and pretty cool. And one is that it has um, thin, you know, blade, the, the um, teeth on one side are smaller and more fine. And then the teeth on the other side oh. are your regular kind that you get on the, you can get good on the body. So I thought this was really kind of a neat thing you can use in all different parts of the horse's body with the fine side and the coarse side. Also, it locks. Instead of, you know, how you have to put them together and you pull that thing through and through the loop, this is different. It just, you just close it up and the little loops at the bottom and it locks in place if you want to use it as a round thing or as if you want to put it together like that and hang it on the wall, which is what I do. Um, this was just a sort of a new design for a shedding blade. So that's why I wanted to feature that today. But, of course, everybody knows that it's shedding time, and it's time to get some new shedding blades because, let me tell you, if you don't replace them every year, then those teeth get dulled, and it doesn't do nearly the good job that you need to. So you need to replace your shedding blade. So for, you know, 11 bucks, you can get this whole new cool one. And that's the Gruma Opening Shedding Blade. You can find it at equestriancollections.com. Just search for Gruma, G-R-O-O-M-A. Just put in Shedding Blade, and it will pop up. I do like the design, and you know here in Florida, the sand really kills the teeth. So, And I know mud does as well, so you're absolutely right. It's time to look for a new one, and why not the best one on the market? There you go. Thanks a lot, Glenn. The main factor being that confidence and fear is is so hugely present, particularly when you start working at the canter, and 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 with good reason. You know, it's it's the gate at which things are most likely to go wrong, and it's you know you the the canter has the most impulsion, and so you that power is can feel a little bit scary. It feels faster and. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why people might not have a lot of confidence. Take a deep breath and say, okay, I can do this. And then once we've passed that, I my go-to fallback exercise 
is trot to canter to trot to canter to trot to canter transitions. And we'll go, you know, six or seven times around the arena and I'll tell people to canter about halfway around and then come back to a trot, get your horse gathered up, collected up, riding a steady trot, and then re-cue him to canter. And this it's a simple transi transition exercise, but what you'll see happen is with each with each subsequent cue to canter, the horse responds better and better and better as he's learning your particular style of cueing. And um, so I, we used to refer to this as dialing your horse in, but of course kids today would have no idea what that means, but that kind of uh, came from the old-fashioned radios that you had to actually dial in, so you turn a little bit to the right until it gets fuzzy, and you turn a, bit, a little bit to the left. And so doing those trot to canter, trot to canter transitions is a way to dial your horse into your cue so you're getting good responsiveness. No two riders can cue the horse exactly the same. We, we try to teach them to use a specific cue, but it's not going to be exactly the same as the other rider did. So the horse has to, it's the horse's job to figure that out. And he won't figure it out the first time. He has to have uh, quite a few transitions to, to really fully understand the way you are going to cue him. So I'm going to ask you now questions about a couple of things that come up sometimes as problems and see what solution you have. So if I am um, a rider that has been riding for a little while, and let's say that I do want to start horse showing or I want to make sure that my horse is balanced on both sides and has both leads, and you have a horse that just really has an issue with one lead and you've figured out medically it's nothing to do with anything like that, maybe you've even gone to a saddle fitter and figured out it's nothing like that, are there some exercises that will help that horse be more confident in that lead that they might not like as much? And, you know, there, of course, obviously, you always have to rule out physical problems first, but there are a lot of um, other problems not relating to any physical issue that can cause a horse to be one-leaded. The simplest is that they're just like humans. They favor one side. and um, So once we've ruled out the physical issues, then we, then we have to look at training and, and try to understand uh, what went wrong in the horse's training. Um, to, I, I have a progression of exercises that I would, would go to on a one-leaded horse. And um, I would say, and I, I do these kinds of clinics at horse expos all the time, and I'll ask for, you know, horses that have problems with their leads. And, you know, rarely we get past the first or second exercise because I would say the majority of the time that a horse isn't taking the correct lead, it's, it's because of inadequate cueing or the, the rider is just not being... Um, articulate enough in her cueing for the horse to, to understand. And so one of the first things I like to do is work on haunches in. And that is because uh, when you ask the horse for the right lead, for instance, he pushes off at the left hind lead, uh, leg, sorry. And so when you ask the horse to come haunches in, and let's say you're going to the right, so you bring his haunches to the right, that brings that left hind leg in well underneath his belly so that if you cue him from that position, he's already standing on that left lee, on that left leg, so he's going to push off with that leg. So if the haunches are to the right, the horse is going to push off into the right lead. If the haunches are to the left, the horse is going to push off into the left lead. So 
not even worrying about the canter, we'll go back to the walk and see if you can get your horse to just step his haunches to the side. So he'll, he'll be going straight ahead, but with his hips curved to the right. And uh, so we'll work to the right and left. And if, if it's the right lead my horse won't take, I'm going to work haunches in to the right about twice as much as I would work it to the left. But I'm always going to work it both ways. And, um, and then we'll go, we'll work at the trot haunches in. And then from there, you're going to cue for the canter from the haunches in position. And that will almost all, that will fix probably 90% of all lead problems. Now, Julie, what do you think about folks that um, do a lot of canter on the trail? So they're outside of the arena and they're doing a lot of canter, let's say that they're you know, com competing like in endurance or competitive trail riding, or maybe they just want to canter on the trail. Um, what are some different thoughts on, on doing that? Well, a couple of things. One is we were talking earlier about that one leaded horse, and that once we ruled out any chance of physical problems or physical causes, we have to look to training. And one of, one of the most common ways I know of to inadvertently train a horse to be one leaded is by riding out on the ranch and riding out on the trail and cueing him to canter without paying attention to which lead he takes. And, you know, if you're just cantering straight line down the trail, in most instances you don't really care what lead he takes. And so, but what happens from the horse's point of view is the cue to canter means canter on whichever lead you want. And so he always canters on his favorite lead. And so th then fast forward, you know, a year or whatever, he's never had to think about lead, which lead to take. And the cue to canter only means canter. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't specify a lead to him. So then you have to go back and reteach that. And so one thing I think for trail riders or people riding out in the open to be aware of is when you cue the horse to canter, you should cue him for a specific lead and make sure he takes that lead so that you're not um, anti-training him. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Um, another thing that comes to mind when we talk about cantering out on the trail is uh, I think it's a great way for people that might be a little bit fearful to learn to canter. Um, a horse will be much easier to get into the canter out in the open. And the ideal, we used to do this uh, when I do clinics here at my place, um, if we had somebody that was really afraid of cantering, we'd take the whole big group out on the trail, and there's this one nice sandy stretch of road that was a slight uphill. Um, and we would just surround, we'd have horses in front, horses on both sides, and horses behind. And then we'd say, OK, you ready? And, and uh, everybody pick up the canter, and of course the horse is going to pick it up because every other horse is cantering. And there's no turning, there's no stopping, you're going slightly uphill, so the horse is not going to be doing anything um, untoward because he's just working it going uphill. <laughs> so, and, and the balance is a little bit um, easier going uphill. So anyway, that's a great way for people just to learn how to canter in a relaxed manner. And I, I think in many ways it's much easier than doing it in the arena. Uh, of course, the downside is there's no confinement. Um, so you want to make sure that you have a trustworthy horse to ride and somebody is in front and in charge and kind of 
guiding that horse along. But those are two things that come to mind about trail riding and cantering. Uh, is there something specific you were wondering about? No, I think that's great. I, I loved how you touched on the going uphill because you're absolutely right. Even at walk or trot, going uphill is always a little bit easier than, you know, downhill. And I love how you said in a controlled manner and then, of course, the sand, it's just like any athlete, right? If we run on the beach, we always want to run near the ocean because it's like running on, you know, nice hard dirt versus running <laughs> yeah. where everyone sits, right? That's why no one ever runs where anyone sits because, boy, it's rough to run in that deep stuff. So the same thing with the horse. So I think that both of those ideas are just super and I know a lot of people, you know, that are listening might not necessarily always have access to an arena, but still want to try to do the canter and some of the things. So thank you for mm -hmm. sharing those. I think those are great. The one word of caution I would have for cantering out, out, out of the arena is um, be wary of grass. Um, most grass is kind of clumpy and easy for the horse to stub his toes on. Um, and then the worst thing is wet grass. There's nothing slicker than wet grass, so I would avoid all of that. Well, there you go. You can find lots more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. And you can tune in to what's going on at the Certified Horsemanship Association at chainstructors.com. And you can follow Julie Goodnight on Facebook. Just search Julie Goodnight. And now, wait for it, you can have every single one of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go. Just go to your app store for Android or iPhone and search Horse Radio Network and download our free app today. And this podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. Listeners like me, you ask? Well, yes. Folks like you who enjoy the great podcasts on the Horse Radio Network can support your favorite programs by supporting our sponsors like EquestrianCollections.com and also by becoming an official auditor. Learn how by going to Horsetipdaily.com and look for the Become an Auditor banner right in the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Music